today wanted we want to finish our relationship series and it started out two weeks ago in Pastor Mike you know this is this this is a year God is going to change you week one week two man you talk about the obstacles overcome the obstacles to your purpose and um you know we have seen come on has this series been a blessing to you Man, I don't know about you, but I, mean, I have two people over here, five in NYC and three online. Come on. Has this series been a blessing to you? It has been, it has been a tremendous blessing and we want to thank Pastor Mike for, you know, just leading the way in the series. And I have the task of just closing this out and transitioning us, transition us to the next series called Fast Food. And um, I just want to read to you quickly from Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 through 9. And the title of my message today is, Giving Up to Go Up. Giving Up to Go Up. I don't know who that is for, but man, I'm, I'm, you know, every one of us, there's something in our lives that, you know, there's something that we need to give up to get to that next level. And you're asking God, man, why is, why, why does it seem like my life is in a cycle? Could it be my life is in, is in a cycle because I'm carrying the old into the new? Could I bring in the old? The old relationship into the new relationship. The old season into the new season. Could it be in the season that thing that thing that you're holding on to has become your anchor in the season when God wants you to soar like an eagle? That thing you, what is that thing that you're clinging to that's holding you back, that's not serving a purpose in your life, but you're still holding on to it? Well, whatever it is, I want you to write it down. I want you to bring it to the cross. And I want this season of fasting and prior and reading the word that you really place that thing before God. Maybe I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's, maybe it's, anger, maybe it's malice, maybe it's unforgiveness, maybe whatever it is, I want to encourage you to let cut that thing loose today in the name of Jesus so you can begin to walk and live into the purpose that God predestined for you. Come on, man. I don't know what that is for, but God has a plan for you. But man, we have hold on to some stuff that is not serving us well in this season. So let's read Genesis chapter 22. And it goes like this. When you find it, I know, I know you bring your Bibles to church. I can hear them, some of them. NYC, I can hear them from all the way here. Man, those leaves turning over. And, and um, in, in chapter 22, verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass, after th these things that the God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey. And took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. 
and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place to which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abram lifted, lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abram said to the young man, stay here and with the, with the donkey the la and, and the lad and I will go to yonder to worship and will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son and he took the fire in his hands and knife and the two of them went together but Isaac spoke to Abram his father and said my father and he said here I am my son then he said look look the fire and the wood but where is the lamb for the burnt offering and Abram said my son God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. And when they came to the place in which God had told them, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order, and he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar and opened the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hands and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel called out to him, called out to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay hands on your, don't lay a hand on your, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For I know that your feet, yet you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son. Then Abram lifted his eyes and looked and there and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its thorns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for the burnt offering. And instead of his son, instead of his son, the word of God is blessed. Amen. Amen. Today, we're going to go on this journey like Abraham went on the journey. We're going to be on this 40-day journey. And we're going to be in a time of fasting. And we're going to be in a time of prayer. And we're going to be in a time of believing God. That man, God is going to do the supernatural in this season. Amen. Man, come on. I'm believing, I'm, I'm believing that cancer is going to be cured. I'm, I'm believing that. Come on. I'm believing that people are going to go to the doctors. They're going to have medical, verifiable miracles. Come on. I'm believing, God, that this season you are going to see miracles after miracles after miracles. Signs after signs after signs. Wonders after wonders after wonders. You're going to see a move of God like never before. I'm believing that. I'm believing that my knee will be healed. Come on. I don't know what you need to be healed. Well, you better start believing with me and let's join forces together. And come on, let's see miracles happen in the name of Jesus. So, this message is going to be challenging. It's also going to be life-changing. And my question to you off the bat this morning is what are you holding on to that you need to let go? What are you holding on to? And take 10 seconds and answer that question in your mind and write it down wherever it is because we're going to pray for that thing at the end of this message and you're going to pray for that thing during this fasting. 
Are you holding on to relationship that served you in good in one season, but they're manipulating you in the next season? Are you holding on to people that was generous in one season and you're still paying back 10 seasons later? Are you holding on to relationship that was good for then but not, but, and, and not good for now and definitely not good for where you're going? Are you holding on to things that are sabotaging your very own destiny? Are you holding on to people instead of trusting in the God that created you? Come on, man. I feel a clap right there. Because many of us, that's where our problem lies. We have trusted in things and people more than we trust in the God that created things and people. And God is saying today, you need to let go of that thing that has anchored you for years upon years. How many more nights you're going to cry? How many more days you're going to weep for it? How many more days? God said it's time to let it go. What is it that you're holding on to? Who is it that you're holding on to? I know many of you, when you hear me say, when you hear me say it, to let go of things, you're, you're like to go up. You're like, man, what are the bad things I can get rid of to go to the next level? But that's first base because in second base, come on, there's some good things that you're holding on to that has become an idol in your life that you need to let go of so God can take you to the next level. I don't know who that is for. It's not just a bad thing. God, God want to take you from a good thing to a better thing. And that's what this fasting will be about. It's not, the, it's not letting go of the, just the bad thing, but, but also the good thing for something that's better. I want to help someone today who's struggling. Because for many of us, the things, the things, our jobs has become our idols. Our careers has become our idols. Come on. Our bank account has become our idols. Come on. Our homes has become our idols. Our children has become our idols. Our, our cars, there are things that has become an idol that God is saying, no, give me the idol and let me, let me give you me and let me, let, let, let me replace me in you. Come on. You're holding on to things that sabotage in your destiny. You're holding on to things that's holding you back and you're wondering why you can't move forward. It's because of the things that has anchored you. In the story this morning, we see a, a guy by the name of Abram. And the first time we saw Abram, in chapter, we saw him from chapter 11, 
when they were leaving Aaron and in chapter 12, we see God telling Abraham to just, man, he gave Abraham some promises. Come on. He said, he said, through you all, all people will be blessed. Come on. I will bless you. Come on. I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. And through you, all nation of the earth will be blessed. Come on. So Abraham was walking around with a blessing, but there was one blessing that didn't make sense physically or biologically. At 75, Abram got a, got a word from God that meant through you all nations of the world, earth will be blessed. You know what 75, come on. Clock, stop ticking. You know at 75, you're like, man, I, man, I don't, I'll be like, if I was like Abram, I'd be like, God, I don't know if I want to be a father at 75. Because with fatherhood comes schooling. And I will be the oldest guy at the PTA conference. <laughs> I'm like, Abram, Abram was like, God, to raise children, you need strength. And definitely at this age, I don't have enough to raise a child no more. Pastor Dean was like, come on. <laughs> come on, NYC, come back. So Abram, at 75, was told that you're going to have a son. You, and and Abram said, God, how could this thing? How could this thing be? How because because I have no child, but God said, No, you're gonna have a son. And never have for the next twenty four years, Abram walked around with a promise, with no sign of it ever happening. I don't know what God has promised you. I don't know what has God has told you, and you feel like it's never gonna happen. But I have good news for you this morning. It's delayed, not denied. I want to tell you it's delayed, but not denied. But if you become distracted, you will be denied. If you become distracted, you will be denied. But your promises are just delayed, not denied. So, so, so can you imagine now, Abram at 99, now finally they have a child. Finally. Say finally. finally. Turn to the neighbor that you like first and say finally. finally. Good, good. Finally it happened. And then, and then Isaac grew and God said to Abram, Hey, I want you to bring Isaac to the mountains and sacrifice them. I told the next service, I don't know if there's any Jamaican in the room, but that's the time me and God, we got to argue. <laughs> How? I'll be like, God, you're serious? You let me wait till I was old to give me this promise and now you're asking me to go and sacrifice him back to you let me say this to you 
Delayed obedience will delay your promise. Delayed obedience will delay your promise. No matter how great the promise is, no matter how big the prophecy is, nothing happens until you take a step of faith. So God said to Abram, go to Mount Moriah and um, I want to... I want, to, I want you to sacrifice Isaac. I don't know what God is asking you to sacrifice in this season. But I want to say this to you. That there's nothing, there is no sacrifice that you could make that's bigger than the power of God to show up in your life in a, in a bigger way. If God asks you to do something, he must have something greater. Because he's not the God of lesser. If God asks you to give me Isaac, that means he has many more Isaacs to come. If God tell me to give to the offering, come on, that means he's going to bless me with more. There was a time that, there was a time that, we, we, you know, we had to sacrifice. And we have sacrificed a lot of time, but you know, I, and I followed Pastor Natalie to church. I was not a Christian, though I was not a good Christian. But, but I followed her to church. And, and they were receiving an offering. I think it was for the building fund or some fund, or it was a revival fund. I don't know. But it was, a, it was they asked for the $500. And I said, I said is it, you know, Natalie looked at me. We had, we had $502 in our account. And they asked for 500 and Natalie looked at me and I looked at her. And she looked at me and I was like, just remember, I'm not the Christian here. You are the Christian. And a matter of fact, you brought me to this church. So it must be a good church. So how about you? You know, so eventually she looked at me and I said, you know, just, you know, maybe you should do it. And she wrote it. But she wrote the top and didn't sign it. Because we only have $2 left in our account. But she did, she made, we, we, we gave as a sacrifice. And we watched God in quick time bless us 10 times over. Come on, there is no sacrifice that you will make that's bigger than the God you serve. Because the God we serve, come on, is a God that will exceed our expectation, not meet our expectation. He will exceed our expectation. And when I sacrifice, I give to God singular, but He give me back plural because he multiplies come on he is a God that multiplies so if he asks me to give up Isaac that means he's going to multiply Isaac and make me now a father of many nations at that time he was just a father of a son but the promise was you will be father of many nations so in Abraham was many nations but God said come on I'm going to test you Abraham 
And the test wasn't a hand test to see what was it. Give me back what I gave you. No, it was a heart test. I want to see what's in your heart, Abraham. It's what you have. Do you love what you have more than me? And many of us, we have put other things at the front. And God is an afterthought. But God said, you want to make me an afterthought? Keep on struggling. You want to make me an afterthought? Keep on stressing. You want to make me an afterthought? Keep on depressing. And until we put God back in his rightful place, we'll never dominate. So Abram, he said, man, so can you imagine Abram, Abram said, here I am, Lord, and he obeyed. Abram said, here I am, Lord, and he obeyed. And he began to, he began to walk to Mount Moriah. And he said, to the, he said to the guys, I want you to stay here because me and the lad are going to yonder to worship. And we're going to be back here three days time. But if you read further back in chapter 12, when God gave Abraham, and I think this is what gave Abraham, Abraham was having built, he was building up confidence. He was building up faith in God as he was journeying. Because in chapter 12, it says, it says, after Abraham, he left and he journeyed and he journeyed into the land of Canaan. And the Bible says, Abraham, he pitched a tent, he built an altar and he worshiped. Come on, man. Somebody go, man, get yeah, I said he pitched a tent. He built an altar and he worshiped. He pitched a tent. Let me tell you why he pitched a tent. Where I am is not temporary. It's not permanent. It's temporary. There's another level to get to. But you will never get there until you let go what's been holding you down at this level. Then the Bible said Abraham would pray. He would build an altar. He would pray. So that means Abraham go low so God could go high. Mm. Abraham went low because when God gives you something to do that's much bigger than you, that prophecy humbles you. Man, I don't know who I'm talking to today. That prophecy humbles you because you know the only way this thing is ever going to be is if God come through for you the only thing is going to happen if God blesses you if God helps you that's why God will always ask you to do things that's beyond you because it will take faith to connect your prophecy to your promise It will take faith to connect your prophecy to your promise. So can you imagine? Abram going. I'm sure he felt some frustration. Oh God. You're asking me for the thing that I begin to treasure so much. But Abram was like, God, I'm going to serve you anyhow. I'm going to give it back to you. What is God asking you right now to give back to Him? For me, it was my children. 
Natalie and I, we love them dearly. But I remember there came a season when they got wild. Don't throw no stone if you're not a parent. They got wild. And I remember Natalie just praying one day and said, God, you gave them to me and I'm going to give them back to you. Marijuana will not dominate them. And we went through that season when we're wandering out, man, we're pastoring, we're, man, I'm doing great things in the community and building up other people's children and mine is struggling. And I remember one day, he came in so high. And I got angry. Because in that season, I was angry. And I came to Christ, I told the anger left. When the enemy used my own child to agitate me and I got angry and Natalie said hey come here she said isn't that the same thing you told me you hated about your dad I was bringing one season into another season and I was about to transfer anger and pain to another generation What are you transferring to the next generation? Are you gonna trans are you gonna transfer it or are you gonna leave it at the cross? We just said, God, you gave them to us. And we're gonna give them back to you. Now they're, they're not totally free, but they're on their way to freedom. Bobby said, Abram said, while he was on his way, he said, stay here. I'm coming back. I'm going to worship. So Abraham began, he left on the journey, but he prophesied over his destiny. So every day I looked at them, they don't know, but I prophesy over their destiny. I prophesy over them, you're healed. I prophesy over them that you will be drug free. I don't know which parent I'm talking to, that's why I say, oh, come on, Love Island, I'm prophesying over your children right now. I'm prophesying of your children. They will be delivered. Alcohol will not get them. The system will not control them. Jesus will have them.
had to let it go. Because in one season, he would be angry. In another season, that same thing that you carried over is going to sabotage you from going to the next level. And in this season, maybe yours is different. Maybe generationally everybody's been abused. Maybe generationally everybody's been locked up, but you are the curse breaker. In the name of Jesus, you are the curse breaker. You are the one who's going to speak destiny. You are the one who's going to show destiny. You are the one who's going to speak of life into your situation. Life over your family. He prophesied you worship because worship gives you access to the mind of God. So when Abraham entered, when he got onto the mountain, he didn't see anything. But as he worshiped, God opened his eyes. Oh God, as he worship, as you worship, God will open your eyes. That thing has been blocking you. God says you worship. I'm going to remove it in the name of Jesus. And the season of fasting. Bring your children, bring your marriage, bring your finances, bring your purpose and bring it to the cross because when you go through the cross, the next step is the crown. Come on, everything that God asks of you is going to go to the cross but the next level is going to be better than this level in the name of Jesus. I said, God, I got to give them up. Got to give up so I can go up. I said, give, give you back my children so they can go back to the next level. And every day I prophesy over them. Every day I prophesy over them. Toki, you don't know it yet, but you're a top chef. Ryan, you're going to do great things in life. Come on, if you have a child, prophesy over your child, greatness. Prophesy, come on. Because if you don't prophesy into their destiny, their past will hold them. If you don't prophesy promise and purpose over them, their past will control them. They will live in the memories of the past, the pain of the past. But today, God said, I want you to give it back to me. And come on and let me take it and raise you to the next level.
because I'm done. Because if you if if you don't heal from your past, you'll take your past into your present, and it will derail your future. If you don't heal from your past, you will bleed on the people in your present. You will wound the people that loves you the most. If you don't let go of your trauma, you will not, you will hurt the people that loves you the most. today I hear redemption I hear restoration I hear breakthrough I hear healing I hear deliverance I man 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 I hear the chains falling I hear the chains falling I hear the doors opening because you're giving up to go up and you're gonna go higher in the name of Jesus But let me tell you, until the last part of that story, was my dad transferred to me and I was about to transfer to my son. So here's what happened. Here's how the chain was broken. I called my dad. And I remember saying to my dad, I know we have had a rough pass, but I take responsibility for my part. And I just want to tell you, I love you because then I was able to love again, love my children, love my wife, love, come on, love people. Now, what, what, what was pain in the past has now become purpose in the next. Oh! But I had to let it go to go up. Now I'm able to love my children like a father. Because what I held on to in the past was making, was holding me hostage. What are you holding on to? That you need to let go. So Abraham gave up Isaac and God said, do not lay hands on him, Abraham. That's my son. That's your seed. And in him, come on, is the seed of many nations. But let me show you a picture of the one who will rule the nation. 
Let me show you a type and shadow of what is to come, of the Christ that was to come. Look to look in the look in the bush over there. You see a ram. That's the sacrifice because no human sacrifice can take the place of a Christ sacrifice. And I will send Abraham. You think you can outgive me? I'm gonna send my son Jesus. You give me Isaac. I give you. done father I thank you thank you for your word thank you for healing your people thank you for setting captives free thank you for setting captives free I hear the chains falling Come on, I hear the chains falling. You are leaving here better today. In the name of Jesus, no more brokenness. You are blessed. God say you are blessed. You have a purpose. You got a promise. The hands of God is on you. He loves you. He is for you. You are a son. You are a daughter. In Jesus' name, put your hands together and give God a praise.